Hey everyone, welcome back for Boardcast News number three. It's myself leading the show tonight with my esteemed colleague Tiff. Hey, hey. Matt is out celebrating somebody's nuptials right now, hopefully telling them to get out while they can. But at least he's getting some free alcohol out of this. So you're stuck with Tiff and I today. Let's get into our little um, social media spiel like Matt always does. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at League Nonsense. We also recommend joining our Board Game Geek Guild, number 2077. We've actually got some pretty good discussion going on there. The forums are hopping with three or four people. <laughs> but uh, no, always looking to hear uh, feedback on the show as well as questions or if you want to just ridicule us for anything we say on the show, we're more than open to it. Uh, we're also on Facebook, the League of Nonsensical Gamers. And if you can, it'd be really cool to get some iTunes reviews. I know it's not easy for everyone that doesn't have Apple products, etc. But if you do, just going over. You don't have to write anything. Just give us five stars and we will high five you next time we see you. All right. So starting off, um, there were some awards announced this week put out by the Gamma Association. They're a bit off <laughs> in most people's minds as far as like the awards and the games nominated. And I've heard this is maybe due to a couple of factors. I, th I think you have to like submit your game. So some publishers don't submit. So not, you know, the full breadth of what was available is uh out there for nomination but just touching on we'll just touch on a bunch of categories they have everything from board games to miniatures to role playing but the ones we're concerned about obviously board games and the five board games nominated were abyss the battle of five armies cash and gun second edition dead of winter and sheriff of nottingham so what do you think of those tiff i don't think they're horrible i think they're less for, like game of the year best board game is what the category hmm. is called they're not the worst. Yeah. I've seen worse. I mean, that's not my list at all. Cash and Guns <laughs> second edition? It's a second edition of an old game. Like The uh... funny thing is, like, Cash and Guns second edition is under best board game, but it wasn't under best children's family or party game. <laughs> that's right. firmly in a party game. It just doesn't seem to fit right there. I don't know. So speaking of not fitting, though, here's best card game. Among the Stars, Linko. Okay. Star Realms, Splendor, and Sushi Go. Now, for me, I find that interesting because Among the Stars and Sushi Go, they came out in like 2012 or so. So I'm thinking maybe because they were reprinted by Stronghold and or Game oh, Rights. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is. Them. Otherwise, Origins is way off and they need to travel back in <laughs> they time. They don't know what year. <laughs> is the theme time travel again? What's <laughs> happening here? I have no idea what's going on. Um... So yeah, those are the five for card game. You could debate the merit of those. My those personal are favorite, all decent card games. They're good. good. Job, I mean, you could argue. I've seen a lot of debate on Twitter about Splendor being a card game. Do you consider that a card game? I don't. I think the best part for me is playing with the chips. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Of all those, the true card games, Linko and Star Realms and Sushi Go, my favorite is Linko. But Listen, fans of the show, Linko is going to win. If you're going to Origins, make sure if you vote for anything, it's Linko. Yes, vote for Linko. It's great. And if you want to hear us talk a little bit more about it, check out episode 20 where Linko was our filler feature. So then the final category we'll talk about is Best Children's Family and Party Game. And this only had three games, and these are interesting. They had Archer the Danger Zone board game. <laughs> Gravwell, again, another game that came out in 2000. 12 or 13 but but wasn't that one reprinted yeah it was year? picked up by renegade okay. so 
Again, okay. I guess that's the criteria. And then the last one, and this one is the one they got spot on, and that's the hare and the tortoise. And we've waxed poetic about that on the show before. I love that, that one game. Makes sense. If that doesn't win, I will be bitter because that's probably Out the one those... that fits into that category the best, and it's the best game of those three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always been complaints about the Origins Awards and how wonky they seem and how how you get into the Origins Awards. I feel like they're getting a little bit better these last couple of years, have not seemed so terrible, yeah. but there's still some out-of-place feeling games in these categories. They're always interesting. And like I mentioned before, I've heard talk of you actually have to like submit your games to the committee, and a lot of publishers just don't want to go through the rigmarole to do all that. Um I don't think too many people take the Origins Awards very seriously. No, I didn't even know where to vote for them. So (laughs) It's in the corner. It's in the back corner of the hall. It's in the back corner behind the entrepreneur row. Yes. Okay. I'll check it out this year. I won't vote, but I'll check it out. Um, You're not going to vote for Linko? All right. I'll vote for Linko. I'll go in and cast one ballot. You get a free generic. That's fair. Actually, before I go on, if you'd like to see the full listing of the Origins Awards, they're on our site, nonsensicalgamers.com. Just a cool little tidbit. Will Wheaton tweeted out the link this week, so our site blew up. It was really cool. Not sure how he found the site or the link, but it made my day. So We have arrived, people. Yeah, definitely. So all of you four or five listeners with us now, you were here at the beginning. You can feel real hipster. Yep, you were here (laughs) at the beginning. Dice Tower Awards were announced the same day, within a couple hours of it, and these are board game-centric. Um, unlike the Origins Awards, which I mentioned have like miniatures and role-playing games. So I won't get into a lot of these because Dice Tower Awards has a ton of different categories. You got best art, best reprint, best components. Um, But I would touch on the game of the year, which uh, this one fits more in line with what I'm thinking as far as games of the year. So first up, Alchemists, uh, then Dead of Winter, Dice Masters, Five Tribes, Imperial Settlers, Kanban Automotive Revolution, Splendor, Star Realms, Star Wars Imperial Assault, and Zia Legends of Adrift System. So those, I I don't know about you, Tiff, but I would hazard to say that those kind of line up more with your tastes. I don't know. It makes me feel like this maybe hasn't been the best year for board games when I hear that list. There's a few on there that I've really enjoyed, but in general, I was shocked to see no Panamax, for instance. I would put that on my game of the year list personally. Um, Deus, for me, mm-hmm. goes on there. Um, Zanguo, maybe. I mean, these we are all my We need to have our own games. awards now. Now oh, that Will Wheaton knows who that. we are, let's make some awards. Yeah, we should. We'll do that. We'll do that after they announce the Spiel Awards. We'll just make up our own Spiel Awards. Little teaser, though, episode 21, we are going to be discussing our predictions for the Spiel des Jahres, which will be announced at the end of May. So you'll get to hear which kind of ludicrous games that we think the Germans really do like, even though they probably don't. But they might. Germans are unpredictable. I don't know what Germans like. So, yeah, so those are some awards. Again, um, if you want to see full listings, check out our site, nonsensicalgamers.com, and have a gander. Stay a while. Look around. Next up, let's talk about... Mission Red Planet. Now, this was previously announced, I think last year, early last year, that FFG was going to re-release this. They officially announced, though, the new version for release in Q3 of this year, 2015, and they've given kind of a rundown of some of the changes. So, 
for the most part, gameplay will be the same as the original 2005 edition, but they're going to include a couple of different things. Gameplay is going to remain the same as the original 2005 edition, but it's going to include a couple of new things. So the original game only played up to five. This new one will play up to six. So it's going to have components for a six player. Uh, there's also going to be special two player variant rules. Um, I guess that's something that wasn't in the original. Uh, it's also going to have new action cards and revised mission and discovery cards as well as a Mars Moon Phobos, which would be a new zone that the astronauts can go ahead and explore before they return back to the planet themselves. So a couple of, couple of new things, not too much in the way they're gonna, of component or artwork. They're going to remain in that steampunk world, but they are going to replace the wooden discs with little astronaut miniatures, which I guess that's cool. I don't have any astronaut miniatures. Are you, are you looking forward to this, Tiff? I know you're a fan of the original. Yeah, and I have the original, and I don't know if this is going to bother me or not. Astronaut miniatures sound really good to me, but um, I do have the original, and I'm going to have a hard time getting rid of it now, probably. So I'll probably just stick with my original one and just look longingly at other people's astronaut miniatures. That's cool. I don't have the old one, so I'm looking forward to this. This is like, for me, this was one that I put on my list along with Tigris and Euphrates, two games I've been interested in that I've always wanted to buy, but they've been announced for at least a year that they were going to reprint them and upgrade them. So I've held off on, on both. So looking forward to actually picking up both of them. So moving right along, Asmodee, well, our favorite ruler of the world in board games, announced a new game, The Builder's Antiquity. So this is a sequel to The Builder's Middle Age, which came out in 2013 in one of their small tins. And this game was quite the hit when it came out. I know I personally really enjoyed it. Quick, it was easy. You could get anyone to play it. This is one we play with my mom, with my brother's girlfriends, that kind of thing. Um, so this new one, I'm looking forward to it because it gets set in, I think it's got like an Egyptian theme to it. Um, just looking at the cover itself, it has a sphinx on it. So I went out on a limb and thought it was Egyptian. I don't know. You know, it's a pretty big leap, Dan. If it's not, I'm going to be scared. Whatever. I mean, it could with that on the cover, though, it could be an alien game because we all know the pyramids were built by aliens. Of course. If you really want to piss off an archaeologist, tell them that I'm married to one. And anytime I mention aliens building anything in the desert, it really gets a rise out of her. It's so much fun. That's cool. So this one's going to have a couple of different uh, changes to it. Uh, a few new twists on the original design. Uh, it's going to have the ability to take out loans. I guess that's going to be needed. Yay. Um, yeah. So you can upgrade your workers. And this is a cool thing because it's, it sounds like they're going to have clear overlays that you can upgrade your workers. So I'm thinking when I when I hear that, I'm thinking like gloom cards. So like having clear gloom cards style overlays that go over them. Uh, you can buy tools that you can assign to the workers and then you can also purchase workers. That's what we're gonna call them, workers. <laughs> you can purchase workers. Oh. Um, I'm laughing because I'm reading the Board Game Geek uh, news and they say purchase slaves right there i don't know i'm not gonna get into this whole discussion i hope they're not called slaves in the game i don't know but eh, whatever it'll be okay people slaves it's, happened it did it's not something you can run it's from. not pleasant but it's not it's but yeah we'll we'll skip that we'll skip moving that. on 
Anyways, so look forward to that. Hopefully it's set in Egypt. Otherwise, I'm going to sound like a real bonehead. Nothing new there. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Tiff's gone. It's just Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. It's okay. I can take your poking the bear. Next up, moving right along, we will get into... Uh, a game that we talked about, I think it was on last episode, in episode 20. It was a game that I traded, one that didn't really tickle my fancy or hit, you know, really home for me, and that's Colt Express. Ludonaut just announced that they are working on an expansion for it for release at this year's Spiel. This expansion will contain a new train car and prisoners, as well oh, as hostages yeah. and a stagecoach. So, all kinds of good things. And I believe there's even going to be horses that you can ride up next to the train. Um <sighs> Do you do think they something. have like meeple dudes that you could stick on horses like that one game, that train oh, heist game? Oh, like that train heist game that was on Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. If they do, I will buy Colt Express again because I don't know. <laughs> I I am curious. This is a game that I saw potential in and it was well produced and I, I thought it could be fun in the right circumstances, but it just did not click for me. And so I, I got rid of it and I got rid of it for a good deal. So it wasn't like I just got rid of it to get rid of it. I don't know. This this may add that little extra that I was looking for in the original, and that would be really cool. Apparently, there's also going to be like a more active role for the marshal. Allows uh, one player to play as the marshal, so it's like a one versus many kind of thing. Oh, that sounds be, like fun. That'd be cool. So yeah, stay tuned to that. That'll be out this fall at Spiel. That's already on my list. That's that. Also from Ludonot. Again, keeping with themes that we're just talking. I don't know. It's like we're prophetic. In a way, omnipotent, uh, omnipotent, is that the word I'm looking for? Omnipotent, right? Yes. All-knowing? Yeah. I was, I was looking for one of the Bonehead. omni words. I, I, I was, <laughs> one of the omni words. I was at a, I was at a loss for an omni. <laughs> but uh, we talked about this in our Catholathon, episode 19, um, how Little Prince Make Me a Planet was a game from Antoine Bowles and Bruno Cathala that we really enjoyed. Uh, that is a Ludonaut game. They've also kind of announced that they have plans to publish another Little Prince title, and this is going to be due out in mid to late 2015 to hopefully coincide, that's their goal, with the new animated film for The Little Prince, which actually looks like, we were just talking before the podcast, looks like a real tearjerker. Like the trailer, it, it had a real up vibe to it. Like it was just like, oh, this is really amazing animation. Why is that old dude making me cry? <laughs> <laughs> And why does this kid have 40,000 balloons? I have issues with up. You cried but it up. Aww. I didn't cry it up. Come That's on. so cute. That, I watched it on a plane. I, I remember watching it. I was flying to Hong Kong and I was watching it. And I just remember that montage of the, the old man and his wife in the beginning. And I was like, holy hell, dude. Like, this is deep. Like, it was, it was it excellent. I mean, it was, it was excellent. But I was like. This didn't really set the tone. <laughs> the rest of the movie, I'm just like, man, that guy really loved his wife. And now he's stuck with his annoying Boy Scout and that dumb bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made you sad that he was stuck with a Boy Scout. I just felt for him. That's all. Like, I really just like it resonated with me. I was like, I feel for you, dude. That kid's annoying. But anyways, new animated feature film, <laughs> Little Prince. 
And this one's not going to be about building the planet, as the other one was. You were competing to build the best planet, as the little prince wanted to create for himself. This time, you're going to leave the planet and journey through the stars. So we'll see. Um, with those two guys behind it, obviously, it's going to be uh, pretty close to an insta-buy for me. Plus, I love the theme. I don't know. What do you think, Tiff? I know Wait, you're a fan of the original. It, is it Bowser and Cathala yes, together again? Yep. Oh, it's insta-buy. I That's, love those uh, dudes. I do too. God, they're so French. I just recently became Facebook friends with Bruno Cathala. I know you did. You sent that to me and I was I was a wee bit jealous. If it was Bowser, I may have reached through and smacked you. <laughs> Actually, I may have reactivated my Facebook account first. I can't get into the Facebook thing anymore. I did it for Bruno. Yeah, that's cool. Did I mention I was tweeted by Will Wheaton? That was awesome. I hate you. (laughs) I kid, I kid. These small claims to fame and probably as close to going viral as a little board game blog will ever get. Anyway, so stay tuned for that. I can't wait. Um, I will be buying that for sure. Yeah. Stay tuned for more name dropping too. I, I'm happen. all out. I really, we don't, I'm not that popular. <laughs> Tiff retweeted me as well this week, and she's pretty famous now. So. There we go. Kind of a big deal around here. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> that's my girl. Oh, that's my lady friend. Dame. Dame, please. Sorry. So, going right along, this show is just going right off the rails without anyone to control Tiff and I. <laughs> that's what happens when Matt's not here. We but that's are. That's fine. That's all right. This okay. is right. good radio, Tiff. And that's what it's all about. So you say. It's probably horrible radio. But whatever. Anyway, so just a couple more things. So next up is a micro game. I thought those were dead. Apparently not. Portal Games announced their first micro game. They're trying to get on this uh, craze that may or may not exist still. It's called Tides of Time. It's aimed at combining the strategic depth of a set collection and drafting game for two players, which is kind of neat as far as micro games are concerned. This will be interesting. I've kind of jumped off the micro game craze. I just, I'm in search of more, I think lately. I've been really into like deep, heavy Euros and just micro games themselves between like the tiny epic series and all these other ones they just haven't really hit the sweet spot for me um what about you tiff do you have any interest not really it's portal i I mean you gotta give it a glance yeah i would say that that's the only thing that would make me give it a glance at this point i'm looking for a perfect 40 minute game these days so i've moved on to to bigger and better things sorry micro games I believe they are aiming for a Gen Con release. So if you're interested in that, awesome. And the last thing I have is something that doesn't really interest me, but I found it to be interesting, if that makes sense. And this is a new expansion for Smash Up. I don't care for Smash Up in the least. I find it boring. But what? I know Tiff does, so I'm going to get Tiff's opinion. So this new expansion is called it's your fault because as they describe it how good of an expansion it is is all up to you because what they're going to do is they're going to allow people to submit ideas for this expansion and they're going to distill the list that they get into 32 potential factions to vote on so you're going to have a chance to submit your dream faction to ag they're going to whittle it down to 32 and then from this 32 they're going to do a bracket style championship 
with each pair being voted on by the fans and then the final four left standing will be the next expansion so that's really cool i think that's i don't know i've never heard of that before i've heard of like you know gathering ideas but not to the extent of making it a kind of a tournament in a way what do you think of it yeah that's fun i can finally submit my cabbage patch kids faction yeah that's gonna be creepy are they gonna have are they all gonna have outie belly buttons yeah, and uh, yarn hair. You can make the Audi belly buttons like an attack. That sounds awesome. It does. I'm excited about that. That's fun. There are a lot of creative people out there, so that's going to be some interesting factions, I think. Yeah, and they've already done a Cthulhu one, so at least we won't have to see those again. I don't know if I can be seen with you at cons. I am a little bit taller than you, so when we're walking through it, it's harder <laughs> to see you. If you're interested in submitting a faction, they're taking submissions until May 11th. So go ahead and get on it. That's all I have. That's me with the news. I don't have a sign off as we determined last time. So let's giddy on up into Kickstarter. That's that's your sign off music. It's like a horse gallop. Is that what you want in there? Yeah. Some Western music. I can make that happen. Yeah, we could do that. All right, we're back, and now it's time to go through a couple of quick Kickstarter projects. It's kind of died down on Kickstarter from the craziness that was March, um, but there's still a couple interesting ones that Tiff's going to run us through. So, Tiff, do your thing. Yeah, well, as Dan said, there's not a whole lot, but one of the ones that's interesting is the game called Periorbis. This is a, really a relaunch of a game that, was, that used to be called Asteroid Miner, and, and that's probably a more accurate title. I don't know what a periorbis is, but this <laughs> this is a worker placement game that is about mining. And as far as I can tell, you know, you get these employees and there are these different employee actions. You build a mining base, you upgrade your technology, negotiate contracts, sell stuff, transport stuff, research stuff, mine stuff, and then you pay your employees. So it's kind of a, a very in-depth kind of worker placement game and it looks i haven't watched every little detail of it but from the videos that i saw i watched uh rado's final thoughts and he compared it to power grid without the auction so that's high praise i'd say plus it's in space and that's always nice too so this one seems interesting it seems like all the games that i've looked at this week are not in the u.s this one is in pounds they have already funded, so you're going to get a game if you back. And to get the full game, you have to spend 44 pounds, which is about $66. And it is finishing up on the 18th. Still have a little bit of time for this one. Periorbis. That sounds like something you want to like get like removed from your body. Yes. <laughs> I, I had that thought. Ah, that damn Periorbis is acting up again. <laughs> <laughs> But really, know. out of out of all the Kickstarter ones that I looked at for, for this episode, this is the one that I have the highest chance of backing. I, I don't would know. maybe consider it if it wasn't pounds. It looks know. up your alley. It's like kind of got that heavy Euro feel. It does, but I'm really, I, I'm, I, I say it all the time, but I'm really kind of uh, holding back on Kickstarter. Dan, um, it comes with 207 cubes. Come on. 
but I don't know. I need to explore it a little bit more. I'm not sure it's one that stands out enough for me to go, ooh. You know what I mean? I don't know. I like that it's in space, and I like the artwork of all these workers that they have up, and this is one that I'm going to watch more videos on. Yeah, I'll check it out. The art looks good. Periorbis is a much better name than Asteroid Miner. See, I think Asteroid Miner tells you exactly what the game is, whereas Periorbis, you're kind of like, hmm. Periorbis sounds like something you got from your college girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, wow, Dan. (laughs) We'll we'll just cut that. So next up is Millennium Blades, and this is from Level 99 Games. And it is a CCG simulator board game. So in the game, it's very meta. You are playing a fictional collectible card game and playing tournaments in that game. It's hard to talk about it because it's so meta. So you have two phases, the deck building phase and the tournament phase. So in the deck building phase, you're buying cards from the store and you're selling cards back to the aftermarket and trading cards and stuff like that to build your deck. And then in the tournament phase, you actually play your cards and you're trying to score ranking points and move up the ranks and win tournaments and have a valuable collection and stuff like that. So this doesn't interest me that much because I don't know that the the meta theme of it kind of just doesn't appeal to me. Too much text. Yeah, it's I mean, it's based on a collectible card game. So it is a lot of text on cards. Uh, It has the typical kind of level 99 anime artwork, which I don't have a problem with. They write this. They have like an intensity scale for their games. And this is a high intensity game. Uh, It's two to five players and takes two hours is the time on the box, which means it's going to take longer than two hours. Yeah. Yeah, so it's this is another one that's already funded. Uh, it's still ha- it's going until May seventeenth. Comes with over five hundred cards, yeah. um, and a bunch of mats and tokens and things like that. And Dan is shivering. No, it's just I don't know. I've really I've got this newfound appreciation for symbolism and just streamlined cards, mechanics, and rule sets. And I just. Anything with a paragraph of text on it just really kind of turns me off now. I think our CCG-loving people that listen to us, maybe there's a couple of those will be into this. This is something Matt would like. Yeah, there are guys in my game group that are interested in this. They've kind of gone, my group has gone a little level 99 crazy recently. Yeah. Uh, And some of them are CCG people, so I think this will appeal to that set of people. It's, It's $50 for the... To get a copy of the game. Yeah, they always and, have good uh, prices. Yeah, it's not bad. So check that out. Like Tiff said, funded, way overfunded. It's already got seventy-five thousand dollars over its um, pledged amount of fifty thousand. So join the thousand backers that are already there if this interests you. So another game that's up right now that just actually got put up is the Evolution game system. This game has already been released through North Star Games, but this is kind of a second edition release. They took some feedback from the players and they have changed, it says here, most of the cards to some degree, uh, leading to a better experience for first time players. So they've changed some of the cards and they're also offering the flight expansion. So this one's going to be up until May 24th. What do you think, Dan? Have you played Evolution? I did. Matt has the first version of this i thought it was good i didn't love it but 
I didn't hate it. It's one that I'll play if someone puts it on the table, but I say it a lot. It's not one that I'm seeking out. thought it had some cool mechanics to it, but overall, I just thought it was a little long for what it was. Yeah, I love the artwork on this game. It oh, yeah, the so art's great. beautiful. It has this great, like, watercolor artwork and the theme of just the whole idea of it, of evolving your creatures and stuff like that is awesome. Uh, this is going to be one of those ones that upsets people that don't like second editions because I feel like this is just a year later. How are they, are they addressing whether or not you can get these upgraded cards for free or cheap or anything like that. It says, don't fret if you have the first edition of Evolution, just back the flight expansion and you'll get a set of updated cards for free. Oh, so, excellent. So they are addressing it, so that's nice. That's good. I would hope a, a company as big as North Star, I would think they'd sure. have the, I guess, that's the customer nice. service experience nailed down. But Well, I was really surprised because one of the guys in my group said, have, have you seen this Evolution game? And he was really excited about it. I'm like, yeah, it already came out like a year ago. I have it. It's sitting on the shelf. And uh, then I went and looked at this and it's kind of one it? of, have I played it? No. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, Dan. Sorry. All of my games marinate on the shelf for a good year before I get to them, usually. It's cool. <laughs> board game rotisserie. Well, okay. The problem with this one is one of the guys in my group always talks about it and, and has offered to teach it, but we never get to it for some reason. It, it always gets put off by something else. And it, so I haven't learned it for myself. I'm just waiting for him to teach it to me. It's one of those. I'm lazy. I could see that. It's like one of those games that's interesting but it's not so interesting that you like are rushing it to the table kind of thing. yeah so i think i'll like it obviously i mean i backed it and, and maybe i think you'll like it maybe i'll go ahead and uh, get it played this week so i can see if i need the flight expansion i think it's worth it i mean if you're a collector person like me it's worth it to have this card art i just love this art so much they should release like prints or an art book or something or I, maybe they did do an art book I vaguely remember something like that. I don't know, but it looks nice. Check that out. Cool. Yeah. Moving on. One game that I just kind of want to sort of mention quickly is Human Interface Nakamura Tower. Uh, this is by Post Industrial Games, which I've never heard of. And this is another one that's coming out of the UK. Um, it's funded. It has until May 20th. And it's saying it's the first on the market to be a truly cyberpunk board game. Um, there are some other cyberpunk board games out there, but this one is truly cyberpunk. What makes it um, truly cyberpunk? I don't know. I, I've, <laughs> I've been trying to find out. Uh, it looks like you get two different factions, the uh, the mercenaries and the corporation, and it has double-sided tiles, kind of like, you know, a miniatures game, the, the things we've come to expect from miniatures games, equipment cards, character player mats with different stats on them. The miniatures that they're coming out with, I mean, the models look really interesting, but they're, they're going to be in metal for this game, which is unusual. So they've got that going for them. They don't have a rule book out, which kind of concerns me. Uh, but they do have a scenario that you can read through how it how it goes. So if you're into cyberpunk, it might be worth checking out if you're into miniatures or you just want to have some cyberpunk miniatures in your life. It might be worth it. I don't know. To get the game, you're doing uh, 66 pounds, which is expensive. But you're getting metal minis. 
and a lot of other stuff. That's cool. 100 bucks is a little much. I don't really care for metal minis either. I, re- I like the new resin-based ones more. Um, for me, they're easier to paint um, if I ever sit down to do that again. But I don't know. If you're into this kind of thing, it's cool. It's funded, so you're getting a game. Uh, and it's got 24 days left. The last one, I always like to find something in the depths of Kickstarter that's a little off the wall. And I found the, the small Viking axe game. Uh, this amazing. is This is if you've ever seen on, you know, shows or where Vikings are throwing axes at a log target. This is like a mini game of that. It comes with a small slice of a log that has a target painted on it and some mini axes for you to throw at said target. This is coming out of Sweden, so it's in (laughs) Swedish Krona if you're going to back it. And to get, they actually have a DIY one. Did you see this, Dan? Do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Make your own Viking. You can back it for, to get the template, but you have to find your own slice of log to do it with. (laughs) You got to cut down your own tree. You cut down your own tree, but this comes with the template and the little axes, I think. I just want the little axes. <laughs> well, then, then awesome. the do-it-yourself level might be what you need. Even just to use it for like a pencil sharpener at my desk. Like, <laughs> 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 or nice. like when I get really pissed at work, I could just throw them against the wall. Well, it comes, if you get the DIY, it's only $42. Uh, they still have some early birds left. And uh, it comes with three axes. So there you go, Dan. You can just get the axes. If you want to get the whole package you're, so you don't have to cut down a tree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they have early birds left on this. So it will cost you $57. And it, it comes it's with the tree. actual target. Yeah, well, you know, it does look nice. And it comes in a, a Viking-style rough woven sack. So. <laughs> You get a log in a sack with a couple of axes. This may be my favorite Kickstarter project to date. I I don't know. Uh, I, it might be worth it. It's I a, just it says, clicked remind me, so <laughs> don't judge. Oh, please back this. Don't uh, judge. When's it, it come says, out? July 2015. No way. You mean I could have this for Gen Con? <laughs> yes. You could bring your little tiny axes to Gen Con. Hell yeah. It says, bring out the Viking in you, the perfect game for your barbecue party camping trip or in your backyard. This is highly addictive, just in case you were It's wondering. also highly dangerous. Those things look like they... It ca- seems like... Well, this is why it's getting made in Sweden, because this would never happen in the That's U.S. True. We can't even have wooden totems in jungle speed anymore. True. They're a choking yeah. hazard. This is just a death hazard. No big deal. <laughs> well... I mean, it's like lawn darts, but deadlier. I mean, if you look at the picture, like it's those a little really axes, tiny axe. they've got some penetration on that log, so they look pretty sharp. <laughs> but it, if you're looking at the picture, there's also a graphic of a hand holding the tiny axe, and it's a really tiny axe. This kind of reminds me of Shawshank Redemption. Like It only takes one. The thing. rock hammer scene. <laughs> One of those little axes to the temple and you're out. Andy Dufresne definitely could have made a tunnel with these axes. Oh, easily. I'm just saying. Easily. Easily. Great movie reference. Great movie. Favorite movie of all time. (laughs) So, so good. Yeah, I can Uh, see this. These little Shawshank axes. That's what we'll call them. (laughs) Tiny Shawshank axes. 
<laughs> I mean, for 50, what did I say it was? 50 bucks? I don't you know. You said it was in Swedish, so I kind of tuned that out. No, I said the real US dollar amount because uh, like uh, Swed- or something like that. Swedish krona, it makes it sound insane. The like, Paul Bunyan package was only like 25 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the one where you have to go out, make yourself a pancake breakfast, and, and acquire your own log. <laughs> oh. It looks uh, so good. Good pool and tiff. My other favorite part about this Kickstarter is it says there are not that many new fun board games coming out on the market nowadays. That's the first sentence of the Kickstarter. I don't know. I just found that to be pretty funny. Like there aren't too many coming out that have axes. You're no, right. No. There so. aren't many where you could possibly premeditate a murder. Not too many. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these other board games, they just have choking hazards. That's amateur hour these (laughs) these are full-scale assassin board games right here yeah yeah so you have until may 22nd to go ahead and get yourself some tiny axes and a slice of a log so well with my tiny samurai swords that i brought back (laughs) from japan do you really have tiny samurai swords yep are you gonna throw them at this log no if you like you don't throw you could, samurai swords. Those are like you, a weapon of elegance and prestige. That is a. I mean, this could be like a fun smash up game. It could be. Like samurai swords versus Viking Samurais axes. And, yeah, that's one thing. You always get pirates and ninjas. Now you could have ninjas and Vikings. All right. We've rambled on long enough. <laughs> that's about this it. Game. That's all I got. People for are just like. People are just like, shut up, Dan. Yeah. That's... They're like, stop going on about your dreams and desires to throw tiny axes <laughs> at people. <laughs> That's fine. We've really learned a lot about you on this episode. Yeah. Well, I won't be on next episode because I'm sure Matt will kick me off, but that's okay. <laughs> so that'll do it for episode three of Boardcast News. Um, we will be back with episode 21 of the main podcast next week, where we will be going over our Spiel des Jahres predictions. We'll also be doing a little Spiel trivia. I'll be uh, putting Matt and Tiff through the ringer as far as um, what they know about the Spiel des Jahres Awards and the different games that have gone through it. We'll also be debuting a new segment called Two for Two, where we'll be talking about two of our favorite two-player games. So we'll be doing this on a regular basis, going through some games that you can bring to date night or just play by yourself, just running back and forth from side of the table to side of the table. If you're really sad. Anyways, so stay tuned for that. Uh, We'll be back. As always, follow us at League Nonsense on Twitter. Uh, Tiff, what's your Twitter again? At Inept Gamer. Yep. My other personal one is at Scandalous underscore Nad. Make sure to please, please, please give us some iTunes reviews if you like us. We like you, so... I would review you if you had a review site. So we'd really appreciate it. Uh, It helps the show greatly. We've grown leaps and bounds, but we can grow even more with your help. Check us out on Facebook, theleagueofnonsensicalgamers.com, and our BGG Guild, 2077. And come ridicule us or just chat with us, get some more opinion on things we've discussed. So that's that. So for now, we're saying bye. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. (laughs) 